Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Man, is this a great place to live. We live in paradise. My friend Frank Willem posted something the other day that really caught my attention. And, uh, you know, it kind of speaks, you know, we're in Lent and people are kind of thinking through things. Some people have given things up. Some some people are, you know, sort of refocusing themselves. But, you know, Lent is that time of year. And uh, he posted this and I thought it really applied well to the kind of thoughts that people go through during Lent. The courage it takes to leave behind what's not for you anymore is the same courage that will help you find your way to what is. I, I think that is that is perfect. The courage it takes to leave behind what's not for you anymore is the same courage that will help you find your way to what is. You know, we're all always going through that, but I always try to share these sort of supportive uh, quotes I get along the way because I think everybody everybody's going through something. You, you really never know what people are going through, to be quite be quite honest with you, and. You know, we've had a series of show recently that, uh, you know, I'll bring your attention to Ted Jackson in particular in the last few days um, is, a, is a great reminder that too often we pass people in need and we don't look at them in the eye and we should slow down a little bit and see the essence of those around us. And uh, when, we, when we think that way and act that way, we will maybe trip across someone who actually may need our, need our help. Uh, anyway, just kind of words of wisdom to start the show today. Hey, listen, I'm really thrilled that in the first part of the show, I have my new friend, Jonathan Brandon, someone I've known, known for a long time. We've just recently met, but uh, but Jonathan is a member of the corporate affairs team at Chevron in, in Pascagoula, and we'll tell you a little bit about how he ultimately got there, but, uh, but I'm pleased to have him on the show today. How you doing, Jonathan? Hey, Ricky. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm honored and glad to be here. Uh, you do great work for the Gulf Coast, and I'm, I'm pleased to be a part of it. Uh, thank you, my friend. Listen, uh, we'll talk about this. Of course, the people, the YouTube audience and the Facebook audience can see that you have a beard. It's not just <laughs> any beard. It happens to be a very talented beard. And we'll, we'll come back to that here in just a second. But uh, hey, you know, what's your elevator speech on what you do these days at Chevron? So at Chevron, I'm on the corporate affairs team, just like you said. So I work a lot with our stakeholders in the community. I work a lot with the internal part of what the corporate affairs team does, working with the leadership team and working with anybody who needs assistance from the corporate affairs side. So it's a it's a great opportunity and a great role. So uh, I am so pleased that you chose to join me today from the chamber offices. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk in a second about why that's important to you. But I noticed behind you is a picture of my dear friend, a man that I refer to as a living legend here in coastal Mississippi, Jerry St. Pay. But that's a special room, isn't it, my friend? It is a very special room. Yes, it is, Ricky. And, and I don't know if you want me to kind of get into this yeah, room. Yeah, tell us but... what that room means to you. Yes. 
Well, so I was picking this room as a setup for this interview because it's just a great space. I, I'm familiar with it, um, and I knew that it would be a great spot to to meet with you. But while I was thinking through that, uh, man, this this room has a lot of meaning to me. Just within the past three years, you know, I started out in my career in the Jackson County area, really right here at the Jackson County Chamber of Commerce as the director of development. And that kind of spurred a, a little trajectory that led me into the other roles that I've had that have kind of been the, I guess you could say, almost like the Jackson County trifecta, if you will, because I moved from here over to Ingalls. And of course, Jerry St. Pay uh, being such a big part of the Ingalls history and so much part of the Jackson County history. And honestly, I consider him uh, a bit of a mentor myself. He's a, amazing, like you said, living legend. And then also, uh, just last year, my family and I, we finalized our adoption or had our adoption hearing for our son right here in this room. And I, it all just came to me while I was sitting here about how much connection I have with this room and how special it is to me with, with everything that's happened in my life in the past few years and uh, my family's life. So, And now I'm and Chevron. Your son's, and, your, your son's name is Oliver, and there's a connection between right. your beard and Oliver. And we'll come back to that in just a that's second. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. That's but right. what, a, what a special room. And again, you know, Jerry, you know, every opportunity that I get to talk to Jerry, Jerry and I have been, you know, before Katrina and after Katrina, have been through so much together as leaders in the community. And I'm privileged to have had the opportunity to learn from him and to work shoulder to shoulder with him, especially after Katrina. Uh, what we what we both observed in terms of leadership in this community, both private and public sector leadership, nonprofit community coming together in ways that proved our resiliency. It, it was uh, it was something to behold. And I was privileged to be right there with with my friend Jerry St. Pay. So, uh, you know, it's you know, it's it seems like yesterday in some respects and in some ways it seems like a long time ago that we saw you on WLOX. But <laughs> your time on WLOX really did create an awareness of you. And I'm sure when you go to the grocery store or whatever, you still bump into people who, who know you, don't you? Uh, quite a bit, yeah. And, and a lot of times it's they can hear me talking from the aisle over, and my wife gets really annoyed by that. They come over and say, hey, I heard you talking around the corner. That must be that guy from the TV. But, yeah, I do feel like I've, I've lived a, a lot of lives, um, and WLOX being a big part of that. And like you said, I will always give credit to WLOX for just giving me a shot. Brad Kessie, the director there. Just letting me in the door uh, opened so many other doors for me. So I, I must say, uh, yeah, you're right. It did spread quite an awareness. Brad and I go back a long way, and I really enjoyed the visit he and I had here on Coastview about you know his uh, his you know his history at WLOX and what he's doing today. And uh, you know, one of the interesting things it 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 happened sort of fast, but you were at, at WLOX for a relatively short period of time, but during that time, you saw literally the transformation of a reporter's role from a social media and sort of digital point of view, and you really embraced it, didn't you? That's exactly right. Yeah, it was it was kind of new at the time, and it was a big transition from separate positions kind of becoming all one position where a reporter would be in charge of not only coming up with their own story, but also shooting their own story, writing their own story, editing that, putting that in a TV version, several different versions of that, a web version, and then on top of all that, trying to keep up with that social media 
a presence and making sure the news was out there on the social media world because fortunately and unfortunately in some ways social media is really where people get their news uh, for the most part and so you're you do a great job putting your shows on social media and and you you know the power of it and yeah like you said it is it's it's a lot for a reporter these days to to step into that role and kind of take all of those combined elements and create a product yeah so it's a, it's really interesting you know the what, what I've often said, having been a former publisher, I was publisher and president of newspaper and digital companies for 16 years of my career. So I was literally a CEO for that long. And having the opportunity to work with Pulitzer Prize winning writers and editors and some of the most talented people in the country in journalism. But what I, what I came to really appreciate is that the key to success, I don't care what you do, you know, you, you may be a janitor, and, and you may love what you do, and that's great. But you, you show me a good janitor, and I tell, tell you somebody who can tell a good story, tell someone who can, who can communicate with you. You can be a CEO of a company, but one of the keys to your success is your ability to communicate. But what you learned, you know, being sort of a, a broadcast journalist uh, about how to communicate and how important it is to communicate in terms that people can understand – that is really, you know, that's that's sort of funded, or I would say, fed into your trajectory in a way that's been really important to you, isn't it? It really did, Ricky. And like, just like your experience with with being in the news world, newspaper, TV, you kind of have to be a jack of all trades. You kind of have to learn a little bit about a lot of stuff. Uh, so uh, it did. It led into a lot of my understanding of. I mean, I was doing stories about Ingalls long before I worked at Ingalls. I was doing stories about Chevron long before I worked at Chevron. And it all builds. I mean, all of that kind of fed into my pocket of knowledge that I could use later on. So you're absolutely it, right. It's uh, it's so important. And, and uh, you know, there, there are all lots of lessons that you get from the conversations that we have. But, you know, there is a sort of a reoccurring theme in almost every single guest it is the importance of communication, the, 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 the importance of being able to gather your thoughts and get your thoughts across in a cohesive, organized, and clear ma manner. And uh, to the extent that you can do that, you can, you know, then you can start to build, you know, a, not, you know, a body of knowledge that, that en enables you to succeed in whatever you choose to su succeed at. So you go from WLOX to the chamber, and uh, I mentioned to you before the show started, and regular listeners know this really well, but I'm a huge fan of Paige Roberts. Uh, I'm, you might as well call me her, the president of her fan, fan club. Um, she's, a, she's a very creative and doggedly determined community leader that has redefined the role of the chamber in very positive ways. When we come back uh, on the other side, we'll talk about, uh, you know, what, what did Brandon learn about life from uh, Paige from Paige Roberts while he was at the at the Jackson County Chamber, and then we'll uh, talk about the, the, his time at Ingalls, and then sort of you know what are some of the things that are happening these days in Chevron. We'll see you after this. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have uh, my friend Jonathan Brannon. He's uh, on the corporate uh, communications team at Chevron, and we'll get more into that here in just a second. Hey, we'll pick it up where I left off in just a second as it relates to his time at the Jackson County Chamber. But I thought I'd take a quick little diversion in the conversation and and come back to the relationship between his beard and his son, (laughs) Oliver. Tell us that story real quick, Jonathan. Yeah, so, all right. So there's a lot that goes into it, but I'll tell you the short version. Basically, I entered an online contest that I found through Facebook just by happenstance. And I don't believe in happenstance. I believe it was definitely a divine intervention thing that asked if I – you had a beard and you had talent and you wanted to win $20,000, which just so happened to be about how much money we needed left to fund our adoption of our son. We didn't even know it really at the time. All this kind of worked out. And so it's a nationwide contest. I told my wife, hey, I, I want to enter this contest. She said, OK, yeah, well, we'll see. And uh, so she helped me film this video. We put it online. It went through this nationwide process, narrowed down to the top 10. And then there was a voting process that this incredible Gulf Coast community helped me. They voted and helped me win that contest and basically funded the rest of our adoption process with our son, Oliver, who we had our final hearing for virtually in this room that I'm sitting in now at the Jackson County Chamber office. So just it was I could tell you, I mean, we could spend hours talking about that, Ricky, for all the little nuances that happened that were just right right moment, right time, right moment type things. Serendipity really can be an amazing thing, can it? It really can. Oh, and I got to give it was the Wall Grooming Company. Wall Grooming. If I could <laughs> shout course. them out. All- of course. Well, congratulations. I think that's a, that's a great part to your story. Hey, so anyway, you're, you you joined the chamber, and uh, it's interesting, though, because I've, I've watched the, sh- the chamber's emergence on social media. i watched your contribution to that. Um, you, you actually tapped into your social media following to tell the story of the chamber and what was happening and whatever. But, uh, but you know, it's uh, you, you and Paige made a really good team, and I hated to see you guys break up at the time that you did as you continued to further your career uh, as you moved over to Ingalls. But she was supportive. I know she was. But you guys made a great team, didn't you? We did. Paige, she was – I was one of the first people who kind of came on board with the, with the new team that she was kind of building here at the Chamber. And she really taught me a lot in that time that I was here. She taught me that – roadblocks are just challenges to overcome. I mean, I joined the chamber team in January of 2020, and we all know what happened in March of 2020. And it was just a trial by fire of figuring out what we could do to help support the business community. She was such a a change agent, such a a person who wouldn't take no for an answer when it came to, to ways to help support the community, local business, and her famous phrase that she says that that I hear a lot is a rising tide lifts all boats. So it was it was something that I've taken to heart and and she I mean we still remain really good friends and and I really don't consider I don't consider it a breakup. I consider it more of a an evolution of our relationship. So Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Alan Sutter Sutter who you work with at Chevron and right. I were actually on the chamber uh, the Jackson County Chamber board together. That's how we actually met each other. And um, 
yeah, Alan, Alan's been on the show and, and I've very much stayed in touch with him. I think he's terrific. And, you know, I often talk about Chevron in these terms that they're one of the bookends. Uh, you have Chevron and Ingalls on one side and you have the you have uh, uh, a Space Center on the other one. And as Jerry St. Pay puts it, all those blue chip organizations that are part of that organization. And then, of course, in between the bookends, you've got you know military and 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 hospitality. I mean, tourism is so important to coastal Mississippi, but. Chevron, you know, in in the wake of the pandemic and in the wake of sort of this energy policy, and you see some refinery capacity being taken offline, et cetera, Chevron's prominence and importance, literally strategic importance to America has, uh, has, you know, we've got not into clearer focus these days, but it's incredibly important, isn't it? Ricky, you're right. And it's not just America, it's worldwide. I mean, the Pascal refinery being the largest refinery that Chevron has, especially in North America, is is so important. I'm learning so many things. You know, I'm just kind of barely scratching the surface right now of what all Chevron means to infrastructure, to sustainability, to the energy needs of the entire world. I mean, it's it's really fascinating. And and like you said, there's been a lot of, of change. There are a lot of evolutions in the industry and and one of those that Chevron is really embracing right now that I'm learning about slowly is working toward a lower carbon future. And that's something that that maybe not a lot of people associate with an oil company, <laughs> but it is something that the company has adopted and is really working towards that goal. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of smart people, way smarter than me, working behind the scenes and working on making this a reality. But, you know, I see things like just planting trees. I mean, Chevron just recently had a, a big volunteer event at with in association with the Mississippi Land Trust over in Moss Point to clear this beautiful property out, put trees in. I mean, just all kinds of stuff that are it's really helping towards that goal. Yeah, and this is not a, this is not a question for you, but just more a statement. But I've had a I've had a series of shows here talking to various stakeholders about America's energy policy and how we really need to come to grips with the reality that we don't have enough uh, refinery capacity in America. We, we probably need, you know, at least two more refineries, honestly. Uh, and this is, you know, and this is not something that's going to work itself out in the next couple of years. It's probably going to take 20 or more years to, to fully make sort of this conversion. But the reality is until... You know, until we get that figured out, maybe we don't get it figured out. The reality of the Chevron refinery within the context of all that is that it continues to be so important to America. And we're lucky to have it here in coastal Mississippi. Um, it costs billions and billions of dollars to build a refinery. Even if you take one offline, in fact, it costs billions of dollars to put it back online again. This is this is a, a major, major undertaking. <clears throat> and... Uh, and, and and it's one of the bookends here in coastal Mississippi, and we're going to continue to talk about its importance to America, and uh, and so on. Hey, it's the 60th anniversary year. It's a it's That's amazing. Exactly 60 right. Years. 60 years. 60 years of of really valuable importance to the community, and also being a really good community partner throughout this entire six decades. I mean, you look at all of the contributions the company has made to not only just the local economy, but just being a 
great with the I mean, the redevelopment of downtown Pascagoula. You look at the Excel by Five program. You look at all the education initiatives that happen. Um, the Project Lead the Way, uh, the Fab Lab in Jackson County. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. The investment in STEM education, the investment in the community. It's it's something that it's hard to put a pin on exactly how much of an imp- impact this company has made on really the state of Mississippi, but also regionally. I mean, southeast. Yeah, I know you're early in your tenure there, but uh, they were smart to bring you on. Uh, one, because you can speak to a, a wide audience. Uh, two, that you sort of get the the way of the world from a social media and digital point of view and how to communicate with people in different ways. You, you've got a clear communication style about you, I think, that's going to be contagious as you continue to talk about why this is so strategically important, not just to our community, but to our nation. And uh, I didn't mean to blow by your time at Ingalls, but I wanted to make sure we got some of the Chevron stuff in and, and not run out of time. But, you know, Ingalls, Lord, how mercy, talking about strategic importance. You know, you, you're, you've had the opportunity to work in two of the most important organizations in Mississippi, and uh, your time at Ingalls had to have been incredibly informative. Ricky, yeah, that's not lost on me at all. My time at Ingalls, just getting to know the team there, first and foremost, the impact they're making on our community, but also the nation. Super important work going on at English Shipbuilding. Carrie Wilkinson is one of the, if not the best leader in Mississippi, she's one of the, and I would say nation worldwide. I mean, you once you get to know her and and just seeing her leadership style and how it has trickled, just in the short time that she's been president there, how it's trickled down through the ranks, through the different positions, and, and of course, Kimberly Anastasi, who just got uh, promoted to vice president of that whole entire department. I mean, I couldn't say better things about that. what they're doing out there. A really good movement, a really good team. They'll continue building that team, uh, even without me <laughs> at Ingalls. But, I, yeah, they, I loved my time at Ingalls and the important work that's done there. It's really incredible. Kimberly, I'm <clears throat> I'm uh, professionally and personally proud of Kimberly. She, when I was the publisher of the Sun Herald, I mentored her, and we had a mentor-mentee relationship, and spent a lot of time together. And I saw in her, <clears throat> it's not a surprise uh, that she's done what she has done. I saw in her incredible potential. And Carrie Wilkinson, I'm going to have her on the show. I'm spending a whole show talking with her about her ascension into this position. But everything I hear, everything I hear about her is that she compartmentalizes wonderfully her ability to take on a bunch of stuff at once. She doesn't say no. She's engaged. Uh, I can't wait to tell her story. But Jonathan, it's been great to spend some time with you, my friend. And congratulations on your on your work. And we look forward to staying in touch with you as we go forward. Thank you, Ricky. Call me anytime. I enjoy watching your show. You bet. This has been Jonathan Brannon from Chevron. Uh, We'll see you after this. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.